Hey guys, don't forget to sign up to vote. Find your nearest old person, ask them what's going on, and they'll, they'll get you in the right direction. Voting is so important, guys. It's like the easiest way to overthrow a government. It's the M word! Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. And I am your Lone Star millennial, Kyle. We're just two slow and fast, really dusty boys trying to solve each other's problems and hopefully maybe one day a generation's. Kyle, what's going on? Connor, this is going to be really fun for those people who listen to podcasts at like 1.5 speed or like 2 speed because then it'll just be like, what the hell is happening to them? Or is my own, you know, iPod, iPod, you know how people still use iPods? Yeah. Is my iPod still broken? You know what is going on with my iPod? I really love our new meta podcast talking about podcasting. That's what we do now. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the podcast podcast. Are we podcasting about podcasting? We're your West Coast podcasting millennials podcast. Uh, Speaking of meta, Kyle, we got a pretty good topic this week. You want to jump us into it? I absolutely do. Connor, we are in the middle of a generational world. There has never been you know, at this point in time, such a generational difference and gap between those older than millennials and even those younger than millennials, which we technically don't have a word for. I think they're Generation Z, which technically means they're the end. That's it. There's no more humans after this one. Yeah, and we really don't want to be the last humans on Earth and not be cool with each other. You know right, we I mean? need we need the last humans on Earth to talk about how cool the that millennial generation was as the planet burns around them. Right. So we wanted to end the vicious generational cycle and find a way to bridge the gap between those baby boomers, <laughs> old guys, and those Generation Z super fast, like wow, you know. Yeah, there's not enough bridges in today's world. So let's start with the old people we know they're close to dying you know our parents our grandparents they're all very they're much more closer to death than we are we need to though make sure before they die and they go see god or allah or the big turtle that runs the universe that they understand also how cool we were as a generation as their children and grandchildren And how else will we let them know how cool we are if we don't come up with badass technological shit? Exactly. Flying cars, electronic vehicles. Can we just... Okay, hold on. We're going to go back to flying cars for a second. Because I'm just going to say, we technically invented flying cars. They're called planes. Like, we're done with that. We we invented it. We're done. Yeah, it's not... It's just not that convenient. Like we, it's it's better to just drive. Well, it would be if you learned how to fly a flying car, right? But then you're just flying a plane. Like that's that's what you do. We just fly plane. Those are those are made that way. But listen, planes at this point, they're just not as cool. Old people already had that. We need to come up with a more modern plane. 
You know we what I'm need, saying? We need jetpacks. That's what we need. We need jetpacks. But here's the thing. I don't I don't want to just show off. I don't want to just show off about what we've done, who we are, right? I want to I want to get their shit. I want to bridge the gap. So what is it that old people don't understand about young people? Well, I mean, let's let's start off with phones. You know, cell phones, they're not used to that. Back in their day, they never had to call somebody and say, what are you doing? Or where are you? Because what they were doing was sitting at home on the phone. And where they were was at home. Because that's where the phone was. And it was the size of a brick. I think we need to be more specific with our age ranges. Yes. So, because I think some sometimes we're talking about like 70-year-olds. Yeah. And other times we're talking about like 50-year-olds. Right, and then even sometimes you talk about 40-year-olds. Yeah, 40-year-olds are also pretty different. They are. They really, really are. So we have to bridge the gap between multiple generations, which is a lot harder. So let's think. So I think one of the things also on kind of along this vein that I find fascinating is like voice assistance, assistance, that one, that word that I said, voice assistance. Because one of the funniest things, I think, is to watch an old person try to talk to Alexa. Right. It's very confusing for them. They don't understand why Alexa is in their home, what Alexa wants from them, and how they please the Alexa god. I mean, to be fair, I also am very confused talking to Alexa. I don't like her. I find her very intimidating, and I'm afraid she's going to remember all my, my secret juice. That is an interesting point. One of the things I like about my Siri is that I know she can't do that much. And so I know I can easily overpower her with just a question, you know, saying, uh, Siri, I'm in trouble, help. And she'd be like, I'm sorry, what? And uh, so I know I can overpower her. Alexa, though, if I said that to Alexa, she'd probably be like, good. Everything is going according to (laughs) you. Yeah, no, I I think that's that's the problem that that people have with Alexa is that they're super intimidated by her intelligence. When you go back to Siri, she's your butt. Oh my right. god, my phone just went off. That's hilarious. I'm I mean it's not I mean it's not hilarious. I mean it, that's I mean, it, you would expect hilarious. That. I don't I think it's hilarious. I, that's true. It's I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. That's something Siri. that you would probably expect. That's just like wow, Siri worked. Wow, Siri. Well, I have the 10 now. So Oh, we're my 10 Siri buddies. Siri works incredibly well. Look at us with our our ridiculous amount priced phones maybe that's another thing trying to explain why i'm paying 40 dollars a month for this phone because they're like why why would you pay for a phone you just need to call people being like that's not what a phone does anymore grandpa are you kidding you don't call people on the phone no more i need to make animations of my face in quick rapid succession and i have an animated version of my face that looks exactly like it but it's not because it's far cuter and i need to be able to send that to everybody in my contacts list (laughs) this face is important because it will never change because of age or stress and that's why i need this animated face however you can add wrinkles on but in a classy way right like good looking wrinkles not like yours, Grandpa. No. Your wrinkles <laughs> no. suck. Not like yours, Ed. God, <laughs> you those... call your Grandpa Ed? <laughs> yeah, well, whenever you have those nasty-ass wrinkles, you call him whatever the fuck you want. My Grandpa's name was Leroy, and I don't think I could ever go up to my Grandpa and be like, 
Hey, Leroy, what's cracking? Leroy, I don't know what on earth I would do. I'm pretty sure if I called my grandmother Vi, she would, no, she would just be confused and sad. Yeah, she'd be Aww. like, what What happened? My grandma's name is Grandma Red because her hair used to be red. I don't, I feel like, did I ever end up meeting Grandma Red? I don't know. I feel like everybody needs to meet Grandma Red. Grandma Red is one of my favorite people in the world, and she would absolutely love that I'm telling stories about her because most of the time she tells me, you need to quit telling people about me because she gives very good advice. Like when I was 14 and learning to drive and I would drive her Expedition, her Ford Expedition, which is a big old honking, you know, car, truck, SUV thing. And her advice to me was just put your left tire on that on that yellow line. And that way you keep it, you stay in the lane. To my point when I was 14 and I said, but grandma, that's where the other cars are. They're also on the yellow line, and and that's a bit too close. I can just stay right next to the yellow line. She goes, no, just stay right on the yellow line, and then the other other cars will get out of your way. And I said, I love you, Grandma. Oh, Connor, all I'm gonna say is you'd like Grandma Red because as soon as you walked in the door, she'd give you a whiskey. She'd give that me a whiskey. Her, she, she's a good. She's a good lady. 88 years old and still cooking. We need like sharing alcohol, right? Because alcohol hasn't changed. Alcohol hasn't changed. I mean, yes, we we have more nitro drinks because we found a way to use nitrogen. They might have done that before. I don't know, Kyle. I, feel I haven't like they, done my I feel history like, of alcohol course. I do think nitrogen existed um, back in the day. I, know I don't it know existed. if we discovered it. I just didn't think they would have wasted it on booze. Connor, you bring up an interesting point. This whole bridging the gap thing is interesting because when my grandma taught me to drive... She was doing it pretty confidently, but also I was kind of like, I think times have changed since the good old days, but now it's even worse. Can you imagine if like your parent tried to teach you about social media? You would be like, I know more about this than you. So they can't pass on their knowledge. Maybe that's why they're mad all the time. Dang. Because they're like, you know, back in the day, it was like you had a child and you taught him how to farm the land. And nothing changed, and it just got passed on and on and on. Now, there's nothing like that because everything changes all the time, Yo, unless you are a farmer. Oh, man. And this is, that that's that's one point, is that things are changing, but also, we can prove them wrong better. Like, earlier on, you just went, okay, Grandma Red, like, I know, yeah, absolutely, I need to drive my car like this, and there's no other way. Now, if my mom had said something to me when I was a kid... And I was like, mm, I don't know. I would Google it and I would right. prove her wrong and I would have sources to back that shit up. Yeah. You can't say stupid crap anymore. And that's totally different you, from back in the day. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't just lie and then go, oh, that's that's the way that it is. It's like, no, I can prove you wrong. But then other people are finding other sources, which is fake news. Which is that's a whole nother can of worms, because then it's like. You know, then they say, well, I don't trust them because they're not saying what I said. And then you're like, that's not how knowledge works. Right. And I think I think that's why the generation after us is like we you think that we're self-aware. The generation after us is completely done. They they don't trust anything to the point that literally anything they hear is complete satire and complete nonsense and jokes but but the point is that i remember i read an article a little while back just discussing about how aware like self-conscious 
millennials are because of the fact that there is verification for information all the time anywhere you read as long as you do a little bit of research but i but i do like the idea of generation z just going full loop town going full loop town like if someone gives them information they're just like i it doesn't matter fuck it fidget spinners that's what i'm gonna care about right now i'm just gonna worry about how fast and how many i can spend at the same time that's it. Although then you also have like people like the March uh for our lives kids and their generation. They're like half millennial, half generation Z. And they they do care about things, but they're also I think the reason why they're so passionate is because they're cynical. Like they know nothing would ever get done unless they did it. Mm. I love that. Where, I love Whereas we're just like lives. maybe something'll change one day. Right. We're just oh, maybe maybe, maybe so- Eventually, it'll change because that's how progress works. But sometimes you don't always go forward, i.e. Right. the last two years. The last two years. Yep. Who knows how, how long this is going to hold us back. But luckily, we, we have a lot more time to like for things to get better. You know, like do some, we no, knowing do we? that things are shitty now is OK. It's just like investing into a stock that that is like a very long-term successful stock, but like it's having a downturn in the next couple of years. Like that's fine. Like you're, you can keep the, keep the money in there and then put you put you, cause you're not pulling it out for another 40, 50 years. Yeah. But Connor, here's a real question. Do we have 40 or 50 years left in this, in the engine of the planet? You know what I mean? I mean, pro- well, the engine of the planet, definitely. The earth isn't exploding. Not this time. <laughs> not, not this time, but would it be habitable? You oh, know, what? oh man, the space force, Kyle. That's what it's for. That's what the space force. Trump's is doing. getting out of here. He's ready to go. He's like space force numero uno. Space force one is my ticket out of here. No, but see, Connor, it's all a lie because they know space is a lie. So it's all a trick. They're sending. They're creating the space force, but in Did secret. Did you just say you know space is a lie? Space is a lie. Nobody that space doesn't space. exist. Space. Nobody believes in space. That's, That's not true. I believe in space. What are you talking about? What secret society? We're talking to ancient astronauts are the crazy people. You know, every and time, yet they believe in space. Do you know that every time you say I don't believe in space, a planet loses its wings? A planet explodes and a black hole's created. <laughs> exactly. There's not. Have to, if you clap, if you clap, then that planet will come back. Right. That's how space works. No, okay, space exists, but it's way too expensive to get up there. It's like super duper expensive, and Elon Musk, the ancient alien, hasn't figured it out where his rockets are yet. So what Trump is doing, and Pence is doing, because Pence is a big part of this. I think he's the mastermind. He's loving the space force. He's, he's, the, he's the mastermind. He is jazzed about the space force. <laughs> he is. He's loving it. But here's the thing. there's Space won't save humanity. The ocean is going to, because what's going to happen in 40, 50 years, sea levels are rising, glaciers are melting. So where's going to be most of the humanity? Underwater. Underwater. So the Space Force is a lie. It's a diversion. It's a trick. This is the real media. My name is Alex Jones. Welcome to InfoWars. So we have the Navy, but how much of the Navy is below water? Navy is definitely, it's better at on the water. That's kind of their specialty. It's in their motto. Their motto says, we are the Navy. We like it on it. And that's, we are that's the their Navy. Motto. We are the Navy. We stay above the water. We are the Navy. 
just floating here. Just loving, lo- just floating. We are the Navy. Don't try to sink us. It's really sad. <laughs> we, we are the Navy. Why'd you do that? We're not good down here. No. We are the Navy. Don't do that. Please, no. We're not good and, down here. And then all the submariners were like fucking idiots. And they swim away. Right. So there was a civil war within the Navy. And that's whenever the people who could swim underwater and the people who were just chill with floating, they had a civil war. Little, There's very little known about it. But because of that- Because half Marines, of it was underwater. Because half of it was underwater. That's why it's, <laughs> you know, 90% of a Navy ship is underwater. Um, and that's a fact. That's just a fact. Actually, that might be true. I don't know. But anyway, the Marines were created because they do the underwater stuff. So the Marines are underwater a lot. Right. I think. That's and what that, they're naming. That's why the Navy was just like, okay, listen, we're above it. We're above it. You can have below. We're just right. above it. The only reason we're putting stuff down there is only so we can go, go faster. When, and obviously, this brings us back to the fuller point of the topic of the show, which is these generational gaps, you know? Will one day in 50 years, Generation Z be talking about you know, how cool the Space Force is. And we'll be like, damn it, I thought that was a joke. And we'll be like, not understand why they love the Space Force so much. But there's a bunch of other things I don't understand about Generation Z, Connor. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about them. First of all, this isn't something I don't understand, but it's something that I I regret them forcing upon my life. And that is Fortnite the video game that has taken over the world and prepared us all for the nuclear warfare that will eventually Hunger Games style come onto the earth. Have you played Fortnite at all, Connor? Uh, Briefly, and I tried to find the instructions on the game and I couldn't find it, so I was like, fuck this. No, that is one of the beautiful things about Fortnite. There are no instructions and that's kind of cool. Essentially, you have to figure out how to survive because that's what we're going to be living in you know, 50 years. This is effectively a training program for Generation Z. This is, you have to learn how to survive. Nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. Get on this bus. We're going to go to this island. You need to kill some people. And also, do some sweet tricks in a grocery cart. Because that's also a part of it for some reason. Kyle, I'm so lost. I don't... I, you, you were weaving this Fortnite tapestry, and I know the tapestry includes friends and family and addicts, and they're all going down. Yeah. They're all going down. They're they're saying, screw college, screw my job, my family, my friends, my relationships. I need to win. I need to be the last one standing, and I'm not down. Screw my professional sports career, because apparently it's a problem with professional (sighs) sports. One day, okay, one day we're going to have to have an interview with an old person and a young person on this podcast, and we're going to get like a 14-year-old and a 90-year-old. Right. Kyle, you're going to help with a 90-year-old. Yes, because I speak their language. And I'll help with a 14-year-old. Oh, hi, yes, back in my day. That's their language. And I'll be like, are you you making fun of me? Tell me more about the war. Sure thing. (laughs) They they jump (laughs) right in. They go immediately into that voice. (laughs) Uh, And then the 14-year-old, you just go, but it's really tough. You got to do it in like seven seconds. You have seven seconds to... To get their attention, or else you're gonzo. Yeah. Hey, so we wanted to see if you were be interested in doing this podcast. You could talk about Fortnite all you want. Okay, you could meet, meet oh. us at this. Oh, damn it! Fuck, Connor. We're out of Connor, time. You messed up. You got to say Fortnite in the first three words, or else they click on. 
they click also off. they are going to click on your face they're going to click on your face to click, move click, to click, the click, next click, 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 video click, 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 click. Anyway, here's the problem. I I pay for Fortnite now, and I play it way too much in my free time. You and pay also for sometimes Fortnite? my not free time. Well, yeah, you got to pay for the battle pass to get all the free, very cool free things and the challenges. It's not free because I paid for it, but it, all the challenges that enable me to play the game more. And it's actually very, it's a very good value. And again, I think I've been brainwashed because of how prevalent Fortnite is in our generation and now and because of their generation because of generation Z the Z stands for Zortnite and I'm sick of it but also I love it it's very fun the Z stands for zealot zealous 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 Connor is there anything you don't understand about generation Z yeah. and this is I believe this is children who are basically born from like 2000 or like 98 so people who are 20 now I guess and then to I'll probably my guess they haven't said it yet, but this is my official you know release. This is my press release. Hi, uh, the Generation Z generation is from 1998 to 2014. So I mean, the only real exposure that I have to that generation is ones online, which obviously does not entirely represent those chillins, but also my two nephews and my a couple of my cousins who are uh they're they're just weird you know <laughs> i love them with all my heart but they're just weird like i there's no i i, I don't know if they're a representative of the entirety of generation z but yeah. it's a little scary the fact that like always on ipads and gaming devices and uh they're just they're they're just all over the place and that's actually part of the problem right is like Old people know like five young people, and if they have like a shitty grandson, they were like, "Young people suck dick," you know? Yeah, and especially if they're even a little bit different, right? Or if their great, or if their grandson was like gay, they're like, "All oh, the millennials are gay," <laughs> right? They put something in the water. That it's all in Fortnite, right? In, in order to all the characters in Fortnite are gay. Which that's a, a lore. That's a part of the lore. I don't Can know I, if all Boy I'll, Scouts are gay. <laughs> no, Bo Burnham is going to sue us. By no, the way, we haven't talked would. about it. We haven't talked about it on this show. But Eighth Grade is a phenomenal movie, and if you haven't gone gone to see Eighth Grade, you should go see Eighth Grade because it's Please still in theaters. There's nothing more universal of an experience as Eighth Grade is for every human. Now, I I was like, that's I am what's her nuts. I am. Elsie Fisher and Elsie Fisher in that movie. I just yes. know that's the actress's name. She's very good. She's phenomenal. Very very good. Uh, yeah, eighth grade was great. One if weird you, thing about if eighth you grade get Generation Z, you should watch eighth grade. Right. So that it's it's very good at demonstrating that, and written by a millennial who is just a few years older than me or a year older than me. But the one of the things he nailed, and he says this in interviews later, is going back on YouTube and watching videos of these teens or like younger than like tweens or whatever age group that is between like 11 and 13 of them posting youtube videos of themselves talking about themselves or like giving advice and they maybe have like 10 to 20 subscribers but they continue posting and that's another very interesting thing that is so different i feel like from our generation like our generation shares a whole lot but we're also kind of reserved because the thing that we put out onto like social media and out into the online world is very much a performance or some sort of filtered thing. 
But like Generation Z just says what they're thinking or they just put themselves out there and it's very interesting and different and I don't understand how they don't feel hurt all of the time. You know, I I, I don't know, maybe they do. Maybe they do feel hurt. They're just they're just getting tougher. Well, here's one thing I did hear on Fortnite when I was playing. I was playing in uh, 50 versus 50, which means you're on a 50-person squad. And you get randomly like paired with four other people where you can hear their voice chat if their microphones are on. Which, by the way, most people in Fortnite, at least when I've played, don't have their microphones on. I don't either because I don't want to talk to strangers. But this one kid who definitely sounded like he was probably 12 or 13, as soon as the match started, said, Hey, guys, anybody else have their mic on? Anybody else? Want to be friends? No? Nobody else has their mic on? Okay. I'm not sniffling because I'm crying. I have a cold. (laughs) And then their mom yelled at them and they said, I gotta go. And then they left the match. Shut up. (laughs) I'm not joking. That's a real thing that happened to me in Fortnite. And I'm not like making fun of this kid. And I'm not, I don't want to like belittle them, but that's so different from any sort of scenario that I would picture myself in as an 11 or 12 year old. I would be so scared of saying how I'm feeling out into the world to a group of strangers. Oh man, that's tough. No, I've never, I I remember whenever I would do Xbox live back in the day and I would, I would only make, I, I made a couple of friends and we definitely found out where each other lived. And I was like, whoa, you live in El Paso. What's that like? And they're like, it's hot. And I was like, whoa, that's exactly what I thought El Paso was like. <laughs> but there wasn't anything more than that. <laughs> so maybe in order to kind of bridge this whole gap. And again, we're going to say bridge a lot. I do love bridging the gap. I think to, you know, talk to old people about our generation and then even Generation Z, we could be like, hey, do you remember pen pals? You remember pen pals in like the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s when you wrote to people the letters? This online thing is kind of like pen pals, except it's it's much quicker. And also you get called pussy a lot, like a lot more, like a, probably a thousand percent more. Also, you don't talk about your religion to these people. Don't do it. No. I know you want to spread the gospel. Bread it somewhere else. Right. It's, this is not This is not lubricated areas. <laughs> this, is, this is not There's very little lube ground. on the internet. There's so, ironically, there's probably a lot of lube on the internet. Ironically, there's a lot of lube on the internet, but it's not religiously lubricated. It's very weird how much lube is on the internet, but also how much friction is in the internet. Oh, so much Wait, that's something. So much, that's something that's we can all think about. Lubricated friction. That's what my new band is called. <laughs> Religious lubricated fiction. Also fiction. my. Oh, not fiction. <laughs> also my diary entry for tonight. There you go. That's very good. The lubricated friction fiction by Connor O'Brien. Today Best somebody seller. called me a pussy. <laughs> Well, Connor, I think it's time that we move on. We fixed the generations. Congratulations to us. We knew we could do it all the time. We knew we had it within us. And now we got to fix the next problem. We got to fix ourselves. Yeah, especially with some big, big things coming up. We got some elections and people don't vote or our age doesn't vote. Nobody our age votes. They like to stay home and they like to tweet and Facebook, but nobody likes to go out to the polls or in in our case, I mean, I could mail it in because I'm in California, but in other places you can't. You got to actually get out 
on your butt and you got to pl- press some buttons and you got to be judged by strangers and you got to feel it in your bones, but you yep. can do it. We're going to talk about voter apathy. Let's do it. I'm ready. It's a real problem. And we're going to solve it. Just like first we thing, always solve problems. First things first, we got to say, if uh, if things in the world are going your way, then then don't vote. Then just don't do anything. If things in the world are like exactly the way you want it to be and you think it should be, then just don't do anything. Just stay at home and play Fortnite. Right, or, because you, you yeah. only vote for change. That's the only thing you vote for. So if you if, want it to stay the same, don't vote. Don't do it. Just don't fucking do it. Uh, unless we're in a year where more liberals have, have taken over the the government. Otherwise, don't vote, right? So, well, I mean, sadly enough, Connor, I think we're already following that advice of don't vote. So right. I think we need to change Pro- that. Yeah, problem is, we I don't like the way that things are going on right now at all. And so I need to vote in every single election. Move to state by state by state and go vote, 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 left, right, left, right. They're like, yeah, you're from Idaho? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Idaho. Like, oh, are you from Missouri? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Missouri. And then I and then I punch the ballots. I remember that's, quick. That's voter fraud. Trump was right. I knew Trump it. was right. I am the voter fraud. They found the one frauder voter, yep. and you can take me down. Gotcha. Take me down, and you don't got voter fraud anymore. This okay. Ho- this whole podcast has been a sting operation. Finally, gotcha. I'm a cop. Quick side note: Whenever I voted in the uh, Democratic primary last year, no, sorry, pres- it was at the beginning of this year. No, it was uh, the, oh. sorry, the Democratic primary in uh, 2016 for the presidential election. I went into my local library to my local uh, voting poll place, and they immediately thought I was going to vote Republican, which is interesting. I was like, "Wow, guys!" You didn't well, you think- were voting in Texas. What? But I'm a young. I know. I just I I felt the eyes, and it was also like the demo. There was like five Democratic polling booths, while there were like fifteen Republican. And I was like, interesting. Well, interesting. It, here's here's a big problem that I actually legitimately hate about the way our government is set up. Is I hate primaries and I hate parties so much. I think they are the absolute tits. No. No, that's a tits are great. I know. I don't know why I said that. The pits. That's what I meant. The pits. They're the absolute pits. They're the absolute pits. Because I just like the fact that they have so much control because it is, it's a club, right? And so primaries are only, that's an internal thing. It's not a government thing. You're voting for who your party is going to nominate for that position. So they get to control it however they, however they want. And in Texas, it's a closed primary, which means that you have to be a member of that party to vote for that so you can't like vote in both parties and you have to pick one and it's so stupid and i hate it so much because it's like the least democratic thing ever it's stupid problem is there's not a vote to get rid of that right but you can at least you can't if you can't fight the system you got to play the system so unless that's what the system wants unless kyle unless you want to go about creating that change do you want to do that? Make that change. No. So if you're not going to do that, then do what you can, which is vote. Actually go out, make the choice, and, and make the call, okay? 
You can go, oh, well, I don't like either people. I don't, I don't, I think they're both trash, and I don't want to partake in this system. Totally cool. Fine by me. Just one less stupid vote, honestly. Well, what sucks is that if you don't vote in the primaries, you have so little control over where how you get to vote in the general election. Because like that, actually, oh, you're voting for who you want to win and who you want to run the government. But you have no control on who you get to put in that ballot. I mean, you can write in anybody you want, but ultimately, is that a wasted vote? There's no wasted votes. But is that vote going to make change? Probably not. And that, I think that's, that's, that's the point is that like, yes, you don't have as much control as you may like, but you do have some and you're not doing that. So yeah. you really don't have a leg to stand on, friend. Can I tell you what happened when I voted in the primary this year before, or was it last year? Whatever. It was, it was for the midterm elections. So it would have been at the beginning of this year that we had primaries. And I live in a, a kind of a rural part of Texas. It's a, it's a town, it's a city, but it's a smaller city and majority Republican. But obviously the last few years have seen a rise in Democratic Party movement, even in areas like this in Texas. And I went to go vote in the primary and they ask you, Republican or Democrat. And I said Democrat because like I said, it's a closed election. So they have to ask you. And there was a lady who stood next to me and she was also asked, you know, Republican or Democrat. And she said, I don't have to answer that question. And the polling person, who is an older person, because they, they're all like retirees. That's what they're doing. They're giving up their time to help the democratic process. And she, the polling person was like, yes, you do. And the polling person obviously gets upset because then they're like being questioned. And the, I leaned over and I was like, it's a closed primary. So you have to tell them. But I'm also voting Democrat. And I, I gave that to her. You know, I just said, you're not alone. It's okay. You don't have to be scared about what party you want to vote for. That's okay. Don't be scared. That's nice. interesting. I gave her a little pat on the butt, and we went on oh, and voted. Oh, God. I didn't nice. do that. Yep. Then I, then I slapped her butt, and I said, that's from, that's from Bernie. <laughs> that's, that's from Bernie. <laughs> no, no. But the, but the point and the funness of all of this is that if you get out and vote, you, you at least have a leg to stand on when you say, we don't have a lot of control. And that's, that's fine. Right, and you then can't... if you actually want, if you actually want to make the change, and you want to say, "I don't like the way that things work," then go out and and, and protest or or elect officials who are against the party system, which is impossible. I I don't know. the The point is that like either do I something mean, or use the powers that you got. Bernie Sanders is is pretty anti-establishment, but he's not he's not super anti the DNC, right? Well, he actually is. That was a big problem with him running for president is because so he actually just this past Tuesday won the Democratic nomination, even though he's not a member of that party. He won the Democratic nomination for the Senate in Vermont, and he will turn it down like he's done all the others because he runs as an independent. But he's kind of tricky. So he he campaigns that people would nominate him on the Democratic ticket and then turns it down. But that way, the Democrats don't try and put up another person to compete with him and then split the vote. It's very strategic. And I think the Democrats are fine with that because they generally trust Bernie with how he votes because he normally votes with Democrats. Love Bernie it. is weird, but he's a, he's a model for how things can work if you just think with your mind and not with a platform and that that's an okay thing to do. Right. So everybody should vote libertarian who says... No. We- <laughs> 
We we want to. We don't want the government at all. Get him out of there. Ron Swanson was so hurtful to democracy because he was so damn cool, but he was also a libertarian. Are you talking? You mean Ron Johnson? No, Ron Swanson, the fictional Parks and Rec. Oh character. yeah, I know. Because he was so damn cool, but he also was bad for our country democratically. Right. Ugh, so Con- sad. I want to tell you about how bad of a problem this voter, the fact that people aren't voting. That's a problem. We have like uh-huh. the lowest voting per- per- participation percentages in the world. It's the worst. I mean, some of the other countries, it's like made up numbers like Russia, but still, we're pretty bad and it's not good. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that's like disillusionment where it's like, hey, I voted once. And nothing changed. And that sucks, you know, or you expect big changes because people make big campaign promises and then they have to get into the machine of government and realize that, oh, shit, this is going to take a lot of time. So by the time if they're a representative in in a year time when they have to go back and start campaigning again, they have to start talking about why it's going to take more time. They need to give them another, you know, term. It's just so stupid. I hate campaigning. I hate primaries and maybe see, this is probably why a lot of people don't vote is because, I mean, I still voted in the primaries, even though I hate them, but a lot of people are like, it's such a stupid infrastructure, such a, such a stupid institution. Why should I participate? Let's let's turn off the hate. I hate it. We've been using a lot of tough speech lately. Okay. So listen, we're going to talk to those of you who were turned off by the last 30 minutes of our podcast. (laughs) And those of you that were turned on. Let me know, because I might start, you know, a political horny podcast. That'll be that'll be what it's called. The Horny Politi- Capital. The Horny Capital. And for those who aren't in fucking sane, <laughs> stay here and listen to this. Hey, I know you feel like what you do doesn't matter, but listen, I'm not going to be able to give you the best speech because I'm not that smart. But, you <laughs> but know I, I do you like do. I, I like that you're trying out your NPR voice though, just to kind of make it seem more, you know, political and intellectual. Right. Like so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna throw you over to our favorite Mr. Robbers, Rob, Rob Rogers. <laughs> Mr. Robbers. Mr. Robbers. Mr. Rogers is still alive, cousin, who studied after Mr. Rogers for years and years, and he's gonna give you the tough love speech that you need to. To, to accept yourself, to accept your emotions, to let to process them, and then to get to the fucking polls and vote. That's it. You got it. Because there are, in 2016, there were 70, almost 70 million eligible millennial voters. And Connor, do you know how many voted? How many? Only 32 million. Oh that means gosh. there were 34 million millennials who did not vote. Wow. That's disgusting. I it's terrible. I actually posted in on my Facebook after the presidential election last year because of the amount of millennials that didn't vote uh, in my district and how close we this my county would have been to voting for Clinton if they would have just voted and they didn't because they thought that their vote didn't count. Right. You know, and I was like, your vote counts the most exactly we have so we have so much sway we have so much power and we're not using it we need to overthrow the government 
We need to uh, take over. Millennials are in charge now. Get out of here, boomers. You done. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Well, if we're done, I want to tell you about how happy I was to be on a podcast recently. I don't know exactly when it's going to come out. I think it'll be this week or maybe next week. But I was on Macintosh and Mod that haven't seen what I think is what it's called, but it's one of their great podcasts. They do great podcasts and where we watched the damned United, which was a football movie in it. It's a football movie. Kyle, it's pretty it. okay. Stop it. And we watched it and we talked about it and I had a blast. So if you haven't gone to check out Macintosh and mod and all their podcasting products, family of products, then please go listen to them because they're very, very good. Also, thanks for listening to us. Subscribe and leave a rating if you haven't already. And follow us on Twitter. We are at MWordPod. Tweet at us. Send us an email with any of your problems that you need solving at ck at mwordpod.com or you can visit us on our website, mwordpod.com slash submit. I want to thank Cyndia for our cover art. It's so great. Thank you so much, Cyndia. And thanks, Grant, for the intro and outro music, Millennial Juice Flute and Ballad of a Dusty Boy. And if you haven't gone to our Patreon, what the fuck are you still doing here? Go to our Patreon! I'm sorry I yelled. I've just gotten very amped up on this episode. If you go to patreon.com slash mwordpod, you can give us a dollar a month. Just a a little dollar, and that helps pay for our expenses. It helps us reach new people. And you also get bonus stuff. You get little clips that we record just for you. Unedited. They're raw. We just go all in. Please consider it. We would super appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to The M-Word. And as we always say, watch the lizard. It'll tell you where to go. Where is that lizard going? Where's he going? Probably under a rock. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.